Federal News Network's Open Season Hotline, presented by GEHA. Today's question, should I purchase a standalone Federal Employees Dental and Vision Insurance Program, or Fed VIP plan? Fed VIP plans are separate from the main Federal Employee Health Benefits Program, but they share the same open season dates as health insurance plans. There is no direct federal government contribution to the cost of Fed VIP premiums. You pay it all. Employees get some tax benefits, but retirees don't. Experts say Fed VIP plans are best thought of as prepaid care. Check out our open season hotline presented by GEHA. Head over to federalnewsnetwork.com and search open season hotline. Send us your questions. We'll read the answers daily at six past the hour here on the Federal Drive. Agencies have about one month to deliver plans to Congress for how they plan to modernize their websites. It's one of several major due dates for the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience, or IDEA Act, and that was enacted late last year. Well, to make sure chief information officers make the new law a priority, one of the leading voices on the House Oversight Committee has proposed giving agencies, yep, a letter grade on their progress. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Congress has given agencies a mandate to refresh their websites to make them more mobile-friendly, more secure, and more accessible to people with disabilities. But Congressman Jerry Connolly, chairman of the House Oversight and Reform Committee's Subcommittee on Government Operations, says he's not expecting to see a comprehensive plan from every agency before the deadline. What Connolly does expect is a rollout of the law similar of that to his signature bill, the Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, or FATARA, that passed nearly five years ago. Candidly, I I don't think there'll be mass compliance. There'll be scattered compliance. The deadline will spur some agencies to realize they have to do something. We saw that with the data center consolidation. What it spurred was a more accurate count of how many do we have. Unfortunately, it did not initially spur the goal, which was consolidate them, have fewer of them. We are making progress on that, but it took a while. Because of those parallels between FATARA and the IDEA Act, Connolly, speaking at a recent Bright Spot event, said it makes sense to add an IDEA Act grade to the ever-evolving FATARA scorecard. One of the things we may want to look at is adding a category on websites as part of that score. People don't like coming to Congress and getting an F or a D minus. It's embarrassing. And many who are reform-minded who want to get right with the program, use the scorecard internally to say to the managers, we got to do better. But the score is about more than just flunking poor performers. Connolly said it would give chief information officers and their staff metrics to show agency leadership. There are a lot of reform-minded people who want tools and ammunition to be able to, to wage the good fight. We're trying to help them. We're trying to be allies to them in that cause Uh, so that they chalk up more successes within their agency. In order to get a jump on website modernization, Connolly said Congress should also look at follow-up legislation. Those bills would look at incentives for agencies that comply with the bill's deadlines. And in some cases, persistence pays off. Next month, the subcommittee will hold its ninth follow-up hearing on Vitara. Connolly said that sends a clear message to agencies that IT oversight is here to stay. So the word is there that in case you think Congress passed a bill and moved on, think again. Uh, We are persistent in in, in seeing this implemented at working with you, working with GAO, and and holding people accountable. And I think that's a very big difference, allowing FATAR to play the role I think it, it was intended to play which is a new structure for modernizing the federal government in IT. And, and we're making progress. It's slow sometimes, 
slower than I'd like, but the, the payoff is enormous if we succeed. But Connolly isn't the only one waging this fight. Former federal CIO Tony Scott said when Congress passed Vitara in 2014, it started a conversation in the CIO community about accountability and metrics. That conversation focused on getting an accurate count of agency data centers before moving on to the law's central goal of consolidating them. With that Fatara analogy in mind, Scott said CIOs looking to get moving on the IDEA Act should start by understanding the scope of their problem. If you want to modernize websites, you got to know how many you have and you got to know who's responsible for them. And you got to know a lot about what you have before you can hope to change it. By December 20th, agencies are supposed to submit their plans to Congress on how to modernize their websites. The law also mandates that agencies make all paper-based forms available in an electronic format before the end of 2020. The law's first major deadline passed in June when agencies were supposed to submit a draft plan on how to broaden their use of electronic signatures. The law also requires agencies to adhere to the General Services Administration's guidance on how to give .gov websites a common look and feel. But aside from templates and layouts, Scott said agencies should build websites that point users to the services that they're looking for, not bureaucratic details like org charts. The world doesn't think in org chart terms. When I go to a government website, I don't care how government's organized. I want the information that I'm looking for. When I go to a private sector website, when I go to Amazon, I don't want to see their departments. When I go to Google or Microsoft or whatever, I don't want to see their internal org chart structure reflected in my experience. And anytime that is reflected on your web page, you automatically should get a zero because it doesn't reflect what the consumer is interested in. It doesn't reflect what your customers are looking for. The Department of Veterans Affairs, for example, has gone on one of the more noticeable website overhauls. In 2015, the VA launched Vets.gov, a one-stop shop for veterans to navigate the same services that had previously existed on about a 1,000 agency websites. More recently, however, the agency has scrapped Vets.gov and migrated those services over to an overhauled VA.gov. Following that website migration, the VA saw an uptick in online health applications. While Connolly suggested that agency CIOs come together to identify best practices on improved digital services, Scott said cloud migration could be a golden opportunity to help agencies streamline their delivery of permits, appointments, loans, and more. Today, all of those systems are uniquely created at a micro level in every agency in the federal government. Sounds like a great opportunity for a cloud platform to me that could do 80% of the work that those systems do and leave 20% for customization with the agency logo or whatever it happens to be to support their truly unique agency needs. Golden opportunity to have a common platform to benefit lots of agencies. But until it moves to the cloud, legacy case management systems at the IRS, for example, can't communicate with each other. Those siloed systems prevent the agency from having a 360-degree view of taxpayer services. Connolly said that's a problem. Call the IRS today with a question and call six times. Get six different people and tell me how consistent the answers are. And if you get it wrong, you can be audited. In fact, if you really get it wrong, you can go to jail. 
So, I mean, there's a lot riding on those answers, but the consistency is simply not there. In other cases, agencies can find it difficult to budget for multi-year website projects. The Technology Modernization Fund recently loaned the Agriculture Department $10 million to revamp Farmers.gov to deliver seamless service across its agencies. But the future of the fund's resources hangs in the balance. The House approved a spending package for fiscal 2020 that would give the fund $35 million, while the Senate approved a deal that would give the fund no additional money. Congress bought itself some time to work out those differences. Lawmakers agreed to a continuing resolution to keep the government open through December 20th. But until then, Conley says he'll continue to fight for TMF funding. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.